0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. I'm Andrew Hansen, ready to break down a six-game NBA DFS slate with you. Thanks for tuning in. And as it's 1-11, ones are wild, so let's shoot for first place here. Uh, see if we can break this down and, and come up with an optimal build. We'll be focused on the show here on FanDuel and DraftKings pricing, of course. But we add the Yahoo lineups for our members as well. And in the six-game slate tonight, we have three of the 12 teams involved in back-to-backs, so not too bad. I'm recording this early afternoon, so we've gotten a decent amount of news. So I feel pretty good about the slate. Let's get after it here with Game 1. The only 7 o'clock tip-off is Oklahoma City and Washington. Total here, 217. Washington favored by 9 at home. Island game for OKC. Front end for Washington. They're going to host orlando tomorrow these two teams played earlier in the season it was low scoring washington won that one 101 to 99 and oklahoma city has been involved in a bunch of lower scoring games recently we know they don't score it very well they're 30th in offensive efficiency below average pace and they have a decent defense they're 17th so uh with that general overview my thought on this game is that it's really a, a spot to look at for a potential GPP one-off. Not really excited about the situation for cash. Looking at the OKC lineup, it should be Shea, Giddy, Dort, JRE. And then we'll see about the fifth starter. Favors uh, started the last game. Um, if he doesn't start, who knows if it'll be Baisley or Wiggins. But again, it is the first game of the night, so we'll have that news before tip. And before lock, Shea uh, just hasn't quite been getting it done uh, at that price lately. Uh, so I don't think I want to pay up there. Giddy is the guy who has the triple double upside mid 6k range. So there's a GPP, GPP option if you want. Um, Dort is in, in the in mid 5k range. Uh, we know he could hit that value, but did so more last year than this year. JRE You know, he's another GPP option, 3.7 on DraftKings. He could get you 6x there. And then Baisley at 3,800, only on DraftKings as a power forward, another GPP option. So that's the theme of the story here with OKC. We know lots of games. They'll have a a blend of minutes and a blend of production. Their bench is very hard to count on. Uh, So it's most likely a pass for me on that side. On the Washington side, Denwitty at six thousand is attractive to me on FanDuel as a uh, sorry as on DraftKings as a point guard. Uh, he's back in the mix now, um, but you know he's uh, just an okay play, really not not a must play. Nobody on on Washington is, you know, again because it's a front end. Uh, Kuzma has been outstanding, you know, coming off a twenty seven and twenty two game. Five of six games with double-doubles. Um, but now he's in the mid-8K range. And Beal is in the mid-9K range. So, you know, as great as Kuzma has been, it's hard to think about rostering him in the mid-8K range when you know you get Beal at $1,000 more. Uh, but again, with the, you know, the kind of the slow pace, because Washington's 21st in pace, um, I'm not planning to pay up for Kuzma or Beal. In in the cash lineup, Gafford is interesting because when they played earlier, he had eight blocks uh, smashed. He's fifty six hundred as a center on Fanduel, but we've got Montrez Harrell back in the mix, and then pretty loaded bench with Rui Bertans, Ab- Abdia. Uh, so I don't really want to go with any of those guys in cash either. Uh, and then Neto is getting some minutes. Uh, but we know he can have a, a pretty low floor. So really, again, uh, a GPP one-off probably at the most here from Game 1. All right, Game 2, much better matchup here with Phoenix and Toronto at 7.30 Eastern, Phoenix 30-9 and nine on the season. They are the 3.5-point favorites, uh, better total here, 2.23.5. And, and what I like about this game is that both of these teams are off until Friday. So they should really get after it. We know Toronto does that. But good situation for Phoenix. And they do have some absences. Cam Johnson is out tonight, uh, along with Justin Jackson and Ish Wainwright. And then it looks like Shamit is probable to get back in the lineup. He's been dealing with his conditioning. So I'm looking at a lineup here of Chris Paul, Booker, Bridges, Jay Crowder, and Aiden. And Chris Paul is a, a guy that I like. Tonight, you know, around 8,000, he can be, you know, a little bit hit or miss if Booker goes off, Uh, but I'm liking Paul a little bit in this situation. My favorite value, though, is Jay Crowder. Uh, He's just getting back in the mix here, but in the last game, he played 26 minutes, didn't shoot well, one for six, but his price is reflecting the fact that he's been out and, and not playing much. 3,900 on DraftKings, 4,100 on FanDuel. I think that's a good price on both sides for him. Uh, you're going to need a couple guys like this if you want to pay up for some of the studs. We've got Curry, we've got Jokic, we've got Big Cat. Uh, so I like Jay Crowder tonight. Don't like the bigs for Phoenix. Uh, I mentioned Aiton is back, and so then we've got uh, JaVale McGee in the mix as well, Jalen Smith, and good old Bismack Biyombo, uh, who was on a tear there. Didn't get any minutes in the last game, but I'm going to avoid that situation. And probably won't go to anybody on the Phoenix bench either. Uh, You know, again, with Shaman working his way back in. um, You've got campaign. uh, Peyton didn't play last game. Uh, So really, it's a focus on the starters for me. Most likely, Paul or Crowder. On the Toronto side, uh, some big news there that we do have to wait for. Scotty Barnes, questionable with the knee. Gary Trent Jr., questionable with the ankle. And then it looks like Watanabe is available. So we... Can't finalize the starting lineup at this point. It should include Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Siakam, of course. And then we'll wait and see on those final two spots. We'll see if Barnes and Trent are out there. Or Cam Birch. Uh, he started the last game against Joe Val in New Orleans. Played 21 minutes, 6-4. Uh, and four, Had five fouls. So I, I think he would have played more. And I think there's a good chance he starts here tonight. Uh, with those guys banged up and to deal with Aiton on the other side. You know, he's a good match for him uh, or or maybe the best match they have for him. Uh, and 3,300 on DraftKings for Kim Birch as a starter, 4,000 on FanDuel as a power forward or a center. I really like Birch tonight if he starts. Uh, and, and that's probably it. Um, I, I mean, I love how Van Vliet and Siakam have been playing, but they're both in the 9K range on both sites. So uh, it's tougher to get there against this tough Phoenix defense. They're number two in the league. Yes, they played at a really fast pace, um, but it's just uh, a, a tough number to get to f- for those guys tonight. Uh, on the bench, Boucher has been getting a little bit more consistency with his minutes and production, so he's a little interesting to me. Uh, and then Svee and Precious Achua, the other guys looking to get minutes. but. Uh, Once again, here, I'm I'm focused on the starters in this game, uh, if anything. All right, game three, the first 8 o'clock tip, Golden State and Memphis. And once again, the news here is all about Clay. He's ready to go for his second game. And man, how about that first game against Cleveland with that introduction? I really enjoyed watching that. Uh, Got goosebumps, and I know it meant a lot to Clay. And the rest of the Warriors, obviously, we saw that with Draymond, where he just wanted to start and commit that foul and then run off the court. Uh, nice gesture for him, not caring about his stats. Uh, just wanted to be out there with his buddy, Clay. Uh, interesting side note, too, on the sports betting side of things, for the folks who were able to bet unders on on Draymond, that turned out well on some sites. Uh, so you can really take advantage, obviously, with, with news like that. Uh, for betting and, of course, for DFS. So we're on top of that uh, on the DFS side. And Draymond's going to be out again tonight. So that's the big question for Golden State. Who's going to slide in and and start there? We've seen Otto Porter Jr. do it uh, multiple times, Juan Toscano-Anderson. And as of this afternoon, Porter's actually questionable with a back issue or sorry, a shoulder issue. Uh, So – you know, I guess at this point, you look at Juan Toscano Anderson as the most likely starter, um, and he's only 3000 on DraftKings as a center. Very interesting position and in price for him if he starts uh, $3,600 on FanDuel. I, I love the price. Uh, the challenge here is the center position. I'm, I'm very high on it today on both sites, so uh, it's, it's going to be crowded, and that's going to be the hardest decision I think that we make is who to play at center um these two teams have played uh twice before in Golden State. this one's in Memphis, of course. They split the first two meetings this year and uh a little bit lower scoring. uh Memphis won at 104, 101 and then Golden State 113, 104. The total is higher than that at 220. The star of those first two games was definitely Steph. He had 36, seven and eight in the first game and then 46, 4 and four in the second. Now, the question is what happens with Clay back in the mix? Is Steph able to hit his number? Clay, uh, in his 20 minutes against Cleveland, he got up 18 shots and Steph put up 21 shots. And Kerr has announced that Clay is expected or will play around the same minutes as the last game, which again was 20. So, as tempting as it is to get Clay in here in what could be a high scoring, at least on this slate, close game. Um, you know, with good pace as Memphis is ninth golden state, 14th, it's, it's a little tough to get to him, uh, with only 20 minutes as the potential ceiling, he could, uh, pay off around 6,000 on both sides. So he's, he's a GPP option. You know, if you really want to roll the dice and hope he gets hot, I mean, he can score more than 30 and a quarter. Uh, we've seen that before, Um, uh, but that'd be a lot to expect in his second game back. So then we go back to Steph here. Um, again, he's been awesome in this matchup, but 10-7, DraftKings 10-8. Pricey. Uh, but if you build a lineup with some of these values that I'm, I'm talking about, you could get him in there. Uh, so I'm I'm still considering him. Uh, Wiggins took a hit with uh, opportunities and usage with Clay back in the lineup, so I probably won't go there. Looney had a terrific game. How about 18 rebounds? Uh, And five stocks, you know, as Draymond left early. Um, You know, I don't expect him to match that. He hasn't done great against Memphis. uh, And we'll see if Steven Adams is out there. He's questionable. Uh, So that's a a big factor, really, for both sides. If Steven Adams is out, you could look at Looney, but he's been priced up uh, to the point where I probably won't go there. And then uh, just finishing up on the Golden State bench, I want to mention that Gary Payton is questionable with an ankle issue. Um, if he's out, then you know there could be some interest in Poole, who did get up 12 shots against Cleveland, uh, but not my favorite option or price. Uh, and they've got Iguodala and Bielitza rounding out the likely rotation guys that I'm going to pass on tonight. All right, let's turn it over to the Memphis side as i mentioned steven adams questionable and that's the big domino because with him out triple j's been terrific uh in his last two games he has 15 stocks 21 and 12 last game got up 14 shots um i don't expect that to continue tonight whether adams is in or out the stocks um if adams is out though i would consider triple j cuz he's right around 7000 uh you know and it's just much easier Uh, paint to navigate without Draymond the irritant in there sort of Looney by himself with the size so uh, you could go there and I uh, the the other thing is Looney would have a hard time sticking with Triple J on the perimeter because of his quickness so he's playable for me I just don't expect the the monster game with all the stocks with the rest of the Memphis starters Bane is probably my favorite, you know, just kind of solid mid-tier option, sixty-five hundred on DraftKings. He's been pretty solid lately. Uh, and then Slowmo uh, had a real nice outing against LA, fourteen-seven and eight, and he's he's a good price, five thousand dollar range on both sites. Uh, we know with Slowmo though that he can have some duds and some really low floors, so uh, proceed with caution there. Jaw much more affordable than. Steph, especially on DraftKings. So he's a possibility of the two games they played before. One of them was strong. Second one, not as much. And I don't plan to play anybody on the Memphis bench, you know, especially if Adams is in there. Uh, that should depress the uh, opportunities for Tillman and Clark. And Clark's been playing well, but he's priced up now in that 5K range as if Adams is going to be out So uh, that's probably it for me. Not going to go to Williams or Conchar, Melton, or Tyus Jones. All right, halfway through the slate. Um, Appreciate all your support. If you don't mind, hit that thumbs up on YouTube. And then if you want to join us, jump in at dfscoachdoc.com. We'll send you an email, get you into our Discord. That's where we give out the lineups. And those will go tonight at uh, just after 6.30. So try to get in before 6 o'clock Eastern if you want to join. And we'll have full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, the cash lineups and the GPB lineups, and then the coaches clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and a bunch of options to fill out your lineup. Any questions? You can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk, and you can find me at Language Olympic. All right, second half of the slate. We have Minnesota and New Orleans also tipping off at eight o'clock Eastern, 227 total here. Highest total on the board, Minnesota favored by 3.5. And And this total surprises me a little bit because these two teams have played three times before, Minnesota winning two of the three. But the uh, totals in those games were only 206, 205, and 185. So 227 sounds a little bit high to me. But we do like the pace here for Minnesota. They're fifth. We like that New Orleans has a bad defense. They're 26th. And it is an island game for both teams. Uh, the injury news here, the key domino for both sides really is Pat, Pat Beverly here. He's questionable with the groin. Uh, actually, sounds more like probable now. He has been out the last two games. Uh, but if he gets in there, uh, probably see McDaniels go back to the bench. And that'll probably take away a from D'Angelo Russell just enough where I probably won't go there. He's had a nice bump with Beverly out. Uh, I do like Edwards here. Uh, You know, I like Wings against New Orleans. And in those three matchups before, overall, he's averaged over 40 DraftKings points. Now, he's right around 8,000. So, you know, on average, he's giving you that 5x return. So not great, um, but he's in the consideration for me. The Big Cat, also a consideration for sure. He's averaged over 50 fantasy points against them, but around 10,000. Again, uh, you know, you're only looking at about a 5x if he plays to that number. Coming off a great game, though, he put up 40 actual points against Houston, and then Vanderbilt's had some real strong outings, but in the 6k range, so a little little tougher to get there. Uh, and then with the Minnesota bench, I don't plan to play anybody there. You know, Beasley's a nice price, but you know, again, it's just not. Uh, the same opportunity that he's had uh, in years past. I'm not going to play Okogie or Reed or Jalen Noel. All right, how about New Orleans on the other side? Uh, who can we get to here to take advantage of this pace on the Minnesota side and the, the high total? Devontae Graham is a real nice price, mid 5K range on both sides. He's been struggling a little bit offensively, though. And again, if Pat Beverly is out there, you know, that's why I say it's a domino for both sides. He's so tough defensively. He would make me hesitate on Graham. Hart is going to be available after missing a game. Mid 6K range, which is a price that I would be fine with paying uh, for Hart. We know he's had some real strong games uh, this year, can clean up on the glass. And then Ingram, around 8,000. He's. You know he's again sort of like Edwards, where he's he's averaged about 35 fantasy points in this in this matchup. He's been up and down, uh, getting back in the mix though. Uh, he's shown he's got that scoring upside back, uh, so he's a, an option. But my favorite play, believe it or not, probably on the New Orleans side today is Joe Val. And I'm not a huge Joe Val fan just because of his inconsistency, gets in foul trouble. But he's been awesome against Cat. You know he's averaged over forty-five fantasy points in these matchups, and he's a lot cheaper than Cat. Eighty-five hundred, uh, DraftKings seventy-nine on Fanduel. But again, he's another one of these centers, uh, so that's what we have to play with. Um, but Joe Val in that price range is is certainly playable. And keep in mind, one of the three games against Minnesota, he got in big foul trouble, didn't play much. So the other two games were even better. Uh, With the New Orleans bench, once again, I think this is a bench that I'm going to pass tonight. Uh, I often like to go to the bench, um, but it's, you know, the domino effect with Hart back in there. Uh, Sadoransky questionable, by the way. But Temple should go back to the bench. That'll probably eliminate the minutes for Najee Marshall. Uh, Gary Clark is in the mix now. Uh, but not going to invest in him. He's actually not even available on FanDuel. He he does have a price on DraftKings. Uh, Jackson Hayes, no thanks. Again, I'm going with Joe Val. If if I go there, Nikhil Alexander Walker, four thousand DraftKings. He's the guy that if anything happens to the one one of the starters, or if he comes in and gets hot, you know, he's the GP GPP option I would consider. Also, forty two hundred on FanDuel. Uh, not going to go with Alvarado. All right, let's go to the other 8 o'clock game. Interesting schedule here. This is the fifth game of the slate at 8 o'clock. Then we'll have a break until 10.30. This one is Detroit and Chicago. Also, a little high on the total, I think. It's listed at 220 and a half. Chicago favored by 14. But in these two previous matchups between these two teams, Chicago has won 94-88 and 97-82. So those totals were 182 and 179. I'm not seeing how they get to 220 here, especially with it being a back-to-back for Detroit, a front end for Chicago. So I'm, I'm not not too high on this game either. Uh, the late news that just broke with Detroit is that newly acquired Bull Bull will not play, so we'll have to wait for that. And then Corey Joseph is doubtful. So what looked like a pretty blah situation with the Detroit backcourt I I have to say it. I have a tiny bit of interest in Killian Hayes because he's 3,800 on DraftKings, 37 on FanDuel. I don't like playing him much, but usually the Detroit backcourt is a lot more crowded than it probably will be tonight. So I could see him hitting value. Yeah. This is again, one of those proceed at your own risk type situations because he does not have a high floor with the guys on the wing, Diallo, Cade Cunningham, Bay, they're priced a little bit too high for me on DraftKings. I'm not going to play any of them there in the 7K range. They're all in the 6K range on FanDuel, which makes you think a little bit. But they haven't been good on back-to-backs. So, although Cade Cunningham was 29-1 and 8 against Utah last night, which you love, uh, he just hasn't done it on back-to-backs. So, you know, 6,500 on FanDuel is right on the borderline. He's a possibility for me, but not my favorite price. With the bigs, uh, you know, Stewart hasn't really been getting it done. Lyles has off the bench. Uh, he's priced up now on FanDuel to 57 as a power forward. I was ready to cross him off the list with the risk that Bol Bol would get involved and mess things up. But you know, he's the, the one guy off the bench that he, you know, has been pretty consistent and has been paying it off. So he's playable for me. Uh, And then Saban Lee, probably not. Josh Jackson, really nice price for a GPP player, but I don't trust him right now either. So let's turn to the Chicago side and see if we'd like anything over there. You know, again, this is a situation where all signs point to an easy win for Chicago. But with, uh, you know, a. a, front-end situation, and with some of these price tags, I don't think I'm going to have a ton of exposure to Chicago. You know, DeRozan, mid-8K range. Vucevic has done well against Stewart and Detroit, but he's 9,000 at least on both sites. Levine, 9,400 on DraftKings, no thanks, not with the numbers he's been putting up recently. But 7,500 on FanDuel does jump out at me. And if Chicago's going to blow him out, then you'd think Levine would be involved in that. Alonzo uh, Ball is a fair price around seven thousand. Derek Jones Jr. Another one of these. Hate to say it, but in the three K range as a starter, assuming he starts again, uh, pretty easy for him to hit value. Uh, then on the Chicago bench, I could see going to Kobe White in a GPP. He's a little pricey in the mid five K range, uh, but you know if he gets twenty four minutes or more, he could do it. Um, Troy Brown Jr., 3000 on DraftKings, another price where he could do it, but I don't like playing him. Uh, and then Tony Bradley likely to back up Busevich. So, again, just not very excited about this game. I don't trust this 220 total, but if, if Corey Joseph is out, you could go to Hayes. Cunningham is borderline. Uh, Levine on FanDuel, and then Derek Jones Jr. Uh, with a potential punt play. All right, one more to go. It's the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Clippers, the late-night hammer at 10.30 Eastern. Not really a hammer total-wise. 2.13, Denver favored by 2.5. When these two teams played earlier, low scoring, 103 to 100. Jokic was dominant in that game, though. Over 70 fantasy, fantasy points. Went for 26 and 22. Zubats on the other side was good. 17 and 11 with four stocks. So those guys are both interesting to me. Uh, it is an island game for both teams. And once again, these guys are both centers on both sides. So that's the problem. Um, but, uh, you know, looking at the positions other than center, the news here is that Will Barton is out. He's in the protocols. Denver has signed James Ennis. So he could enter the rotation uh, because of Barton's absence. I'm expecting the other Denver starters to be. Morris, Gordon, and Jamichael Green. He's been getting the starts recently. And then Austin Rivers could very easily slide into that starting lineup with Barton out. Uh, And he's coming off a a nice game 22 and 5, where he took 13 shots, including nine threes, and made six of them. So good old Rivers. You know, talk about a GPP play. Very volatile. 4,100 on DraftKings, though. Definitely playable. And he's going back to visit the Clippers where he played uh, for a while earlier in his career. And Jamichael Green also back in town as a former Clipper. And all these guys here in the middle of the lineup for Denver get a little bit of a bump for me with Barton out. So you could play Rivers, Gordon, or Jamichael Green on DraftKings at their prices. They're all uh, more expensive on FanDuel. Uh, but I do think they'll see a solid increase in usage with Barton out. And then with the Denver bench, uh, not going to go to Campazo or Zeke Naji. I like Zeke, but um, don't see quite as, enough of an opportunity for him because both greens are playing. Jeff would be the one I would play off the bench on DraftKings only at 3,500. He's an option. Uh, but again, don't forget about James Ennis. He could get in the mix and uh, limit the minutes for some of these guys a little bit. And then Bones Highland, nice price for him. In the three K range, but last game coming out of the protocols didn't get many minutes. uh, So he's a real GPP choice only for me. All right. How about the Clippers side? Uh, Canard is out. And then, of course, the big news here, the biggest news of the slate. Wenyan Gabriel has been re-signed to another 10-day contract. So I know coach will be playing him tonight. He's an old favorite, fan favorite, uh, favorite of the show, friend of the show. Uh, just kidding, um, but Wenyon very efficient in his last game with seven minutes, two points, two rebounds, a steal, and a block. So g- good for Wenyon. I uh, hope he uh, you know sticks in the league. But as for our actual lineups tonight, uh, where are we looking with the Clippers? Well, Morris has really been the standout guy here of late in the six K range. I think Coach will be playing him uh, if he plays on his day off. Uh, you know, because he's a favorite there. And I I like Morris as well with Paul George out, of course, uh, and and Kawhi, of course. Uh, He's been stepping up. good price for him. Zubats, like I mentioned, definitely an option. Uh, Reggie Jackson probably won't make it for me tonight or Batum. Uh, And then you got to mention Amir Coffey, who has been the fifth starter recently. And coming off a big game, five for eight on three-pointers. You know, he started out pretty slow this season with his shooting. And he's not a big point per minute guy. Uh, I, I got to mention his price on FanDuel of fifty four hundred and his position. He's a power forward over there, which is you know laughable if you've watched him play. He's kind of the prototypical shooting guard, um, wiry at best. Uh, so nothing like uh, what you think of w- with a power forward. But in any case, he could get some interest uh, coming off that game last time out. Uh, but I I doubt I'll go there. Uh, you've got you know Rivers on the other side, who's a little bit cheaper on both sides, and I'm more likely to play him tonight. Uh, with the Clippers bench, don't plan to go there with Bledsoe, Man, Boston, or Ibaka being the likely guys in that rotation. All right, well that does it for the six game slate. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a terrific uh, performance tonight in your DFS contests, you know, again any questions reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk, jump in with us at dfscoachtalk.com and tune back in tomorrow as coach will be back as we continue our 7 day a week NBA coverage. All right, that'll do it on behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.